to everyone and welcome to the long-awaited <laughs> revival of the Two Cents Footy podcast with me, Jeff, and JP, our big magpie fan. Uh, we're on episode... <laughs> <laughs> JP says good evening. Uh, episode 18, right? We're on 18. 19. 19. So, <laughs> so I forgot how to count working in uh, going to Portsmouth University. We we learned how to count the number of pints we could hold in a hand and not the number of our episodes. Uh, but uh, I suggest we're going to keep that one in. <laughs> number 19. Yes. And uh, welcome back. So we're on uh, our Euro 2024 20, countdown. Still in Group B. Uh, covering our final team in that group, which we've not covered, and that is Croatia. Uh, a really strong uh, pedigree side uh, with a very um, a big smorgasbord of history, especially linked to Yugoslavia and uh, a really kind of strong um, industrial type setup and team. Um, you know, it was obviously linked very much to um, uh, the kind of Yugoslavian uh, country and uh, where it was formed in 1991. So uh, yeah, we're going to be looking at their kind of betting odds, who their standout players might be from their key stars and new standouts and where we think they are going to uh, finish. Uh, Without further ado, uh, we're going to hand to JP to cover the bookies. Oh, thanks, Jeff. I thought you were going to give us a a bit of a history lesson on the Yugoslavian Empire or something. <laughs> Maybe save it for another podcast. <laughs> that, that would have been um, a turn for the books. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyway, back to um, Croatia and the Euros. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. So, um, weirdly enough, for this Euros, Croatia in the bookies are ninth favourites which is kind of crazy considering their last few sort of major tournaments, especially World Cups, actually. It's, I, think, I think it's more the World Cups than the Euros. Um, obviously, we were in their group last time, and we were top of the group. But, um, oh, yeah. yeah they... <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. We stuffed um, them. Yeah, stuffed them 2-0. Uh, I'm trying to remember who scored, was it? I had a feeling it's it right. Oh. Yeah, Sterling, and I feel like it might have been Calvin Phillips or D Rice, maybe. But um, yeah, Sterling was definitely on the board, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, World Cup wise, finished second in twenty eighteen. Yeah, and then they got third um, in twenty twenty two in Qatar. <laughs> yes, um, so, they, they did yeah. superb. Yeah, so they're they're kind of. They're a big hitting squad, and as we all know, they've got some very, very well-known players. But um, a little bit sort of around their manager, who's who's been with them since their sort of good little runs in the World Cup, a guy called Zlatko Dalic. Um, and amongst the Croatians, he's known as the greatest manager in the team's history. So, you know, he's very good pedigree in terms of Croatia. He's achieved huge huge achievements if you think about that second and third place and um, Jeff I'm sure you must know this stat off the top of your head I can't quite remember it myself but 
there's some stat knocking around about the the population of Croatia and like the percentage or whatever for producing top footballers. Um, I remember hearing it on the TV or something one time against a, another nation where they're slightly larger in population, but actually they don't produce any decent footballers. I guess Norway. Even, yeah, I mean, even if you compare it to maybe like the US, right? Where they're absolutely massive, but they're um, let's just say they're not great at football. And yet you've got Croatia there, um, and they've got some real talented players within their squad. So it's quite remarkable. I don't know what they're putting in the water over in there, Jeff. <laughs> Ooh, something more erotic, maybe. Uh, I I found it. Yeah. So we they are the eighth in the world when it comes to uh, most players playing abroad, first per capita. So that means they're very efficient with the talent pool that they've got, and they have yeah they've got a very yeah really strong talent pool. In fact, it's eighty. Yeah, that's right. 81 players playing in foreign leagues uh, since 2017, which shows their epic. And I'm sure their manager has an equally good MS West Coast collection compared to G Southgate. But yeah, they've got some amazing standouts, haven't they? Yeah, I, I knew you'd knew that, know that stat off the top of your head. <laughs> that's amazing what a phone and a bit of Google can do, kind of. <laughs> Um, but what's what's quite interesting about his career is when you look back at his history, you know he was he was in the Saudi league. <laughs> he he's managed Al Hilal and Al Ain and Al Faisali, <laughs> or however you pronounce it in in Saudi. So you know he's not. Sounds like a from... Lebanese menu order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Al so Salid. <laughs> So it's just crazy yeah, what he's actually achieved with Croatia, but I'm, I'm aware that he's got a really good relationship with his squad and they just completely trust in the way that he wants them to play football. Um, so, yeah, and actually another thing to note in terms of their achievements, they obviously came runners-up in actually last year in the UEFA Nations and lost to Spain on penalties, um, mm. which makes, I guess, their group even more interesting that they have Spain in their group. <laughs> so it's yeah. going to be another showdown. Exactly. They're, they're like a giant killer with this real ageing, experienced, almost like golden era like we had with Beckham, Skulls, Neville, yet a really strong, uh, again, youth setup as determined by their best per capita. Uh, yeah, you'd like to know what they're eating, what they're, whether they're biohacking or doing something good. I mean, uh, actually, I went there last year, so they seem quite quite happy people, whatever that means. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, you're, you're right. I think for ages, even sort of back in the, in the 2018 World Cup, I think even we as a nation are like, oh, they've got such an old squad, they, you know, they, they, won't, they don't have enough kind of thing. And yet they still made the finals. But um, I guess sort of looking at their sort of kind of qualification into the Euros, not particularly their best um, sort of streak of games. They ended up, they did come second in their group mm-hmm. to Turkey. And they were part of that sort of last round of matches to um, sort of over, overcome Wales um, 
to qualifying for the Euros. I think it was Armenia as well that was doing quite well in their group. Yeah. But interestingly, they drew to Wales and then lost to Wales, which isn't a great um, set of results. But I guess they, they've got the job done, and that's kind of what I take from a Croatian squad from mm. from sort of major tournaments is you know they're not glamorous, but you know they get they've got a way of doing it and getting the job done. Um, what are your kind of thoughts around? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're quite lacklustre, aren't they, with the glamour? But like you said, they can just grind the performance out, even against uh, a PGA Live Golf Wales side with. G. Bale as their standout performer. Yeah, he's clearly love, would love to probably get in the Live Golf League. Uh, but yeah, no, to your point, very lacklustre run-in. You know, they qualified on match day 10 of the qualifiers, which is uh, or match week 10, which means right down to the wire for automatic qualification. Uh, and um, yeah, no, no real kind of demolition of any team in their qualifications so um yeah i'm intrigued to see what you think what how they could match against uh immobile rodri uh yeah and albania yeah and <laughs> what's actually funny i was actually looking at the the team that they played against spain in the nations league final and yeah. you know, Spain had some of that like had their big hitters in in terms of Rodri, Gavi, um, Saul Morata, and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's kind of like what we're saying. They just against those teams, they can pull together and get a result, even out of a team that we've already looked at and been like, actually, this could be a quality quality side. You know, all those big players are in there, and so again, I think they they're one not to underestimate in this in this competition um i think sort of at the back you've got the likes of uh Gvardiol, who's obviously up and coming in defense and also i think it's stanisic who's yeah, 23. Who's, um, 23 playing for bayern leverkusen top of the league at the moment in the bundesliga causing havoc for yeah. for harry kane and co <laughs> and so and yeah, you've got two youngsters there again, two new up and coming footballers coming out of Croatia that could very well be world class defenders in their prime. Still got uh, obviously Modric, who's always going to be there, the face of Croatia, I think. Yeah. But um, I guess you've got sort of Kovacic in there um, as well. Um, yeah, so. I feel like it's just pulled together. I think, for me, similarly to other teams within the competition, it's probably more the strikers I'd probably be more concerned about in terms of I've, I don't really recognise any, any of them per se. And so it'll be interesting to see how they get on within the competition. Yeah, Modric's such a so loved, as you'd expect in Croatia. You can't go... 100 yards without a mask of his head being sold uh, an interesting side note did you not see some incredible like weight values for some of these players earlier if you still have that 
Yes, we were discussing this. Interesting. Yeah, we were discussing this pre-pod, and I made a bit of an observation around one of their strikers, and more in particular one of their defenders, um, a guy called Marin Pongrasic, who has a weight of two hundred and seven pounds, and he's six foot three. So in um, kilograms, that's ninety-three. Sort of, if you round it up, ninety-four kilograms. A uh, six foot three defender, which in football terms, that's um, quite a heavyweight, I'd say, wouldn't you, Jeff? <laughs> so that's that's a second row in rugby. <laughs> just it's someone and that would so, push around hard yards. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I actually googled him, and he—I mean—he doesn't look that heavy. He looks pretty sort of slender and athletic, but you know, he—he he must have some power behind him. <laughs> I mean, and so, uh, yeah, similarly, that uh, strike I was looking at, a guy called Dion Belgio, six foot five, 183 pounds. So, <laughs> I mean, so as a team, they, they've got some, got some weight behind them, I think. And that guy's only 21. <laughs> so he could be their up and coming star, maybe, this, this tournament. <laughs> maybe that's a secret weapon. Just employ rugby players. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, no. Um, just to like build on your point, JP, about standouts and uh, uh, as an aside from their rugby team. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you know, the kids' standouts are going to be, um, you know, the ones that have actually been there in their recent tournaments. So Modric will be on his ninth major tournament this time round. Uh, you know, just unbelievable kind of tenure and longevity and then <clears throat> same with Perisic um, an amazing kind of at least attempt at goal ratio and aerial duels ratio Kovacic as we know on and off for Man City and uh, Livakovic their goalkeeper again very experienced Fenerbahce uh, but yeah, the, you've got to think they could, you know, we've said this before, they're a precipice for a, you know, a transition phase, really, where these old guard will go because they're at, you know, past their peak. Uh, and they'll, they'll obviously need to revamp, rejig, get the youth side in. But as you said, if they're always there at major tournaments, final in the Euros, final in the Nation League, uh, they were knocked out last time in the round of 16. So you could argue it may be a bit shaky uh, but they have you know a generally a really strong mature um, leadership led side who can do the basics well um, probably could do a better discipline but they do have kind of a good shots per game ratio uh, so yeah that's that's what I'm thinking with this I mean is there anything else where you think could be the main difference for them and then I guess we can lead into where we think they'll finish. Yeah, I think they're. I think as soon as Luka Modric Modric starts pulling the strings in games and almost acts as that, I guess that quarterback within the side. I think that's when they they become dangerous. It's crazy at his age, and, and he still has that ability to just dictate games and pull off those those little intricate passes it's it's incredible and obviously a former Ballon d'Or winner um 
So I think a lot rides on that. And I also think their defence, I think they can be quite sort of organised and, you know, quite robust. I think their defence will be key as well. I think if you have that Modric playing well, I just don't think you can rule them out. I think they've done it so well in in more recent times. And I know generally we think of it maybe as an ageing squad. I think they've actually got quite a nice little blend going on still. So definitely wouldn't count them out. Um, in terms of, I guess, predictions for the group, I think it's, it's a tough group, as I think we said before, but I fancy them to finish second within the group. Um, I feel like they could. They're, I feel like they're one of the teams that, you know, they'll, they could get something against Spain, but maybe slip up maybe against Albania somewhere along the way and, and beat Italy. But I think they'll get enough to get second um, mm-hmm. in that group. How about yourself? Really tough, because I think we've... Yeah, it's really tough, because they'll... they'll get there. But it's the group of death. <laughs> I do. I probably think second. Yeah, I reckon they'll squeeze in. Probably ahead of Italy. I reckon Spain top. Uh, I should should have mentioned Andre Pramaric is also really solid for them. Um, bit older as well, thirty two. Um, but he's he's got a really good track record of goal scoring in the Bundesliga for Hoffenheim. So. Um, yeah, they just seem to grind it out in tournament football. So uh, it won't be the most glamorous. It won't be the most sexy football, but it will be effective on set pieces and um, poaching around the six-yard box. And maybe, yeah, they've got that nice blend. They've got a really successful coach. Uh, yeah, and an amazing leader and captain. So... I think they'll get past the group, but probably fall short at the round of 16 if they're against the top of, I think it's Group A, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Right, solid. Right, come on, Modric. Ninth tournament. Ninth time lucky, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's been so close. Stellar career. Yeah, exactly. He's been millimetres from the final. Uh, many, of, of actually winning I mean not final he's got to a final many mm-hmm. times but with his country yeah remarkable player alright uh, thanks for joining us on our Euro 2024 countdown we're going to kick off Group C uh, which I think includes a certain England stay tuned <laughs> <laughs> 